Hello and welcome to the Idiot Book Nook. My name is Blazewing. My pronouns are she, her, and they, them. I am the Reading Dragon. My pronouns are she, her. My name's Lady Punnett. My pronouns are primarily she, her, sometimes they, them. Today is they kind of day. And, and Crittershy is unfortunately unable to join us for the moment. Maybe back later this episode. We shall see. Uh, Crittershy's pronouns are sh uh, she, they, and I believe Critter said today was a they kind of day. If I remember. Or her. I believe so. Oh, no. Critter said it is a she, her kind of day. My bad. Something like that. We'll get into that when Critter gets back. Yeah. And it could change throughout the day as well. So. Absolutely. Because gender... genders are weird. And gender yep. can be fluid. Absolutely. With awesome. that being said, we are going to be getting into the discussion portion of episode of, uh, sorry, chapter seven of Prospero School of Magic, written by A.P. Whitfield. And we had just message the our Discord chat saying that she had to go run out to get something for her little one. Okay. So running out now or has already run out? On her way home. Okay, no worries. We shall check in with Critter when she gets back. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be getting into Chapter 7 of First Pharaoh School of Magic, or at least the discussion portion of that chapter, because we had a lot of commentary. It took us a while to get through that, but we did eventually mm -hmm. manage to do that. Mm -hmm. But um, let's kickstart this. What are you guys thinking for Chapter 7? What are your notes? Um, so first things first, something I want to comment actually about the um, portrayal about slightly heavy topic to start with the portrayal of domestic violence because it has been proven that sons typically try to shield younger siblings and the mother mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the physical abuse where well daughters typically cling to the mother to share it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this is that it was actually a very good uh display of how it typically works which i <clears throat> I thought was good. I clearly a lot of research was put into that. Um, really disappointed that a school that apparently has cell phones and technology doesn't have cameras. Mm-hmm. Because they're a private school. You mean to tell me they're not concerned about this type of thing or their students going to do some hanky-panky stuff? It might have... Not been that much of a concern. Otherwise, there's a possibility that it is uh, surveillance, but they just happened to be in an area that did not have cameras. AP Whitfield. Like a blind spot. Sorry, finish your thought. Like a blind spot. Like they just so happened to have been in a blind spot at the moment. AP mm. Whitfield, the author of this book, is actually joining us in chat, which if you're looking at the YouTube, you'll be able to see that uh, just over here next to me. Uh, says, I lived in it. Mm -hmm. AP Whitfield is known as the username AP underscore cosplay underscore author. Mm -hmm. And living in a domestic abuse situation, I would like to just first and foremost say that's kind of a shitty situation to be in. It's especially shitty when you actually don't have anybody to yes. protect you or share with, like myself, because I also grew up in an abusive situation. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there, there were abusive situations in my family when I was younger as well. Um, 
So I kind of feel that. Abuse is a very heavy topic. There's a lot mm -hmm. of it sprinkled throughout this book from what I am seeing. So just take that into account. And if this is your first encounter with it in our readings, be aware that we do deal with kind of graphic content. This is 18 plus, this is an 18 plus podcast and stream for a reason. There are mature topics, but use your best judgment. And we recognize that this podcast might not necessarily be for everybody specifically because of some content that we do deal with here. Yep. We try not to censor content unless it is extremely detrimental is generally considered propaganda or just in poor taste or in poor taste uh, or it could get us uh community guidelines violations yep which is why sometimes we we can't read when they play chess yes mm -hmm. that and yes that was a euphemism mm -hmm. um next thing is um so i like how they kind of just brushed over the oh dang i had a crush on my sister thing without making it weird mm -hmm. because even though yes they were siblings in a past life biologically speaking right now they aren't but he still acknowledges like mm, yeah no that's kind of weird because mm -hmm. it kind of <laughs> like, yeah he's like let's well, go on from this now so it reminds me so I grew up with stepbrothers. My 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 bonus dad and my mom got mm -hmm. married when I was like five. Mm -hmm. And one of my brothers, who is close to me in age, he's only like five months older than me, is what most would be considered a um, very attractive man. Mm. Sir Glenn Attack so, has redeemed feed. Great. Already. So when I Thank was you. like in around grade eight grade nine some people saw him and he's like oh my god he's so cute did you ever have a crush on him and i looked him like that's my fucking brother he's like well he's your stepbrother though so it doesn't count I'm like no he's my brother who i grew up with those connections get really really weird especially when it's a mixed family like that like they might not be blood relation but you're still raised with them they are still part of your family which societally is kind of the same yep. mm -hmm. even if it's not a biological like, thing right yeah i think it's a bit more of a gray area if they they're all like i think in my opinion the cutoff point where it stops being weird is 18. yeah like the parents get married when they're eight when the kids are all like 18 years old or like grown-ass adults mm -hmm. they didn't grow up together they didn't know each other existed until the parents started dating and even then it's still kind of yeah. yeah. It would be especially weird if, like, the two kids were all, like, already adults and whatnot. They start dating, and then the parents of each side meet, and then one of the parents from each side are just like, hey, you know, we got, we got, uh, feels. And then it's like, yo, no. <laughs> no. AP Whitfield says most of the oh, big horrible one thing. One second. Uh, I think. Okay. So AP Whitfield says most of the big horrible things Clara went through, I went through. And that's the thing um, with writers. I'm sorry. That's the thing with writers. Like writers can have vivid imaginations, imagine all sorts of circumstances. But when you boil it down to its very base, writers can only write about what they know. This yep. remains 
true throughout basically all time. I can't remember who it was that originally said that, but it's something that's uh, as uh, an amateur writer, somebody who's been writing on and off for years and has a varied collection of unpublished works. Like it remains like that's, it remains true through the test of time. It's just as relevant now as it was say 20 years ago. If you don't know about certain things, you have to either research it or you can't write about it or you have to have lived experience or you can't write about it. It's just the way things are, right? Otherwise you get things wrong. You misconstrue, you portray things in an unrealistic light. You can't get to, you can't make it believable. What are your thoughts? I agree with that, as especially as someone who, and it's not just in writing as well, um, a lot of other forms of artistic media, such as painting, mm-hmm. that is trying to portray a certain emotion or a certain event without saying the words themselves. Mm-hmm. It really helps if the artist for that has an otherwise amateur artist, uh, both self-taught and and educated. If you are not pulling from your own emotion and experience when doing your drawings or your paintings and whatnot, how are the viewers going to actually get that conveyed to them? Yeah. And that's kind of one of the reasons why, while AI artwork those like ai rendered um art pieces they're cool and all that but they don't convey the same emotions no so i've actually dipped into ai artwork a fair bit if you follow my instagram at all you'll notice that i have a story that comes up every day at least once a day on both facebook and instagram it's an ai generated artwork piece Mm -hmm. the reason that i like it is because ai can pull out an idea and render that into something that you can see, which helps to put me in a certain, uh, a certain state of mind, or it gives me a certain feeling. It's the aura about it that helps me to imagine things, right? It might not get the, the, the emotions that you're looking for exactly, which I mean, it's a, it's rudimentary AI. It has Mm. its downside, but it can help me. it, It can help kind of further that idea. And yeah. I'm actually going to be using it when, so when I do uh, my campaign two for D&D, I'm actually going to be using AI generated images to help set the scene. And I've already started doing that with campaign one. See, I was thinking of doing that with Megalodonia. Yep. I can show you where to find an AI bot for that. But anyways, before we get too far off track here, moving back to kind of the, the book, was there anything else that you noticed this chapter that you wanted to talk about? Ah, uh, let's see here freaking finally getting up the nerve to be like you know what this abuse is enough yep we're gonna just go ahead and get you out and then finding that you actually have the resources and the connections that can help you get out of there so despite the issues that i have with this book and i I haven't really hidden that i have issues with this book specifically from a an editorial standpoint uh, grammar spelling punctuation and all of that 
maybe some, the way things are phrased, they don't flow naturally, which again, uh, AP, uh, I want to sit down with you and make a style sheet, um, specifically so when I go through and work on things, um, I know exactly kind of what I'm going for. One of the things that I actually liked about this chapter was when the father threw his kid, when the father started beating up on Daniel mm-hmm. and literally caused him to start bleeding uh, he, he hit him hard enough to start him to cause bleed uh to cause him to start bleeding out internal bleeding internal and a concussion bleeding and a concussion which i want to touch on how that concussion was portrayed but mm-hmm. just kind of the basic of it the guttural reaction for me was i want this guy dead mm-hmm. you have no right to lay your hands on somebody like that i loved the f- the emotion that evoked in me yep so I, um, it just, for me, I work best with emotion. I take my emotions, I channel them into whatever I'm working on. Yeah. I use that to draw pictures with words. Like my emotions are how I channel everything. Um, it's, it just, it created such a guttural reaction within me. Hello, critter. It created such a guttural reaction within me that I actually had to stop for a moment. Yeah. Um, the concussion I have issues with because the way it was portrayed is the concussion coming on, whereas mm-hmm. a concussion starts the moment the injury is sustained. Yeah. Someone who's had many, that's not how it goes. Yeah, it, it starts the moment the injury is sustained for the most part. Mm-hmm. You may not realize it until later, or you may not realize it at all because some of them are subtle, whereas some of them are quite apparent, such as, you know, cloudy thinking, you know, your brain feels like it's all fuzzy, but... Sorry about that, guys. You're good. You're good. That's something I'm actually going to be kind of, I think, throwing into my notes, which is Mm -hmm. I'm kind of doing this read-through with you guys first to get a sense of what I'm walking into and get a sense of things that need to be fixed. And then I will be starting Mm down, uh, I'll be sitting down and starting to actually edit, uh, go through it from an editorial standpoint and whatnot. My copywriting class is going to be wonderful for that, despite the fact that I'm like probably going to fail the class, but I mean, it is what it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And AP says that uh, it sounds good to her. They are in the market for a new editor so we should talk at some point today ap whitfield dm me and let me know when you're free i have things to do around 2 p.m my time i have to talk with my school actually around 2 p.m my time but let me know what your availability is today and i will get um i will get back to you on that i would like to sit down with you today though and chat about some things via voice or video or whatever that Mm. being said moving on what else would we like to discuss about this chapter hmm since you just got back any thoughts critter? or yeah, critter here sorry it's okay um i obviously i missed some chunks so sorry about that i You're had good. to like physically go outside to get stuff it's fucking cold out there anyway um uh obviously yeah I, it's hard for me to say because i didn't like get this i'll have to like read it mm-hmm. and catch up um but it did feel like it feels like we're adding a lot of strings mm-hmm. that could possibly either get tangled or go nowhere yep 
is what I'm worried about at this point. Mm -hmm. That's what they used to use cork boards for. And as a matter of fact, I can actually potentially show you AP a software that I use for cork boarding. It's not quite the same. It uses, I think, markup for creating kind of the the strings between pins. Um, But I will show you, I can show you that program that I use. I can give you a kind of a a breakdown of the programs that I use for writing and editing um, and see if you see if you might find them useful. So basically I'm willing to share my resources, but you are absolutely right there. There are some strings being added. I'm not sure exactly where they're going to go or if they're going to all get tied up. And if you have loose strings, it can kind of affect one's sense of disbelief or pull one out of the story. Right. Kind of plot holes. So we'll Mm -hmm. see how, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And obviously I think we, we all made our feelings clear as it happened about the lack of responsible adults. Mm -hmm. In, in the vicinities. Well, I do. I, I like that there was some explanation like, oh, this dude has connections. That's why he keeps getting away with this shit. But like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel sorry. There's lots of kids. You're good. Me and stuff. You're good. You have, you, you have kids home with you today. You're good. Yeah. We, we um, need Dr. Mahoy. Yeah. I, I, I just, I feel like most of the other adults that have been presented so far are not the kind that would give a shit about his connections and that something would have already been done by now. It's yeah, just like, the, yeah. Like Dr. Mahoy. He, he, the way that Dr. Mahoy is described, he would have grabbed Professor Smith by the scruff of the neck and been like, hey, get the just, fuck out of my infirmary, bitch. Right? Like full Dwayne Johnson yeah. holding him by the scruff of his neck. Well, that's that's one of the things that we talked about when that character originally came up was that we all got the the immediate impression of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and then AP yeah. uh, confirmed that that was the inspiration yeah. for this character. Is like, yep. So just, I mean, uh, could it be something that gets like resolved and eventually, or like, oh, you know, he was just really good at hiding it, and now he's getting sloppy. Like, I, I think if it's getting like if we get some sort of resolution on that, it won't be as like. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I I don't know because here's the here's the thing. It it, <clears throat> it seems like he's been getting really sloppy because he did this out in the open, whereas before he would like do it like behind closed doors. Yeah. And it's making me wonder if maybe the thing that affected the other stones is also affecting him. Mm. Because because we're playing with the whole like oh negative attributes were like. And ten times worse. I wonder if that's why he's like suddenly getting unhinged. Hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially since um, he meant he, there was mention in this chapter that Professor Smith had friends in high places mm-hmm. that were getting him out of trouble left and right whenever someone did try to get him called out or some shit like that. Which so sorry, there's Gary. also sorry. Uh, so there's also that whole bit of him uh, allowing that whole negative aspect, that negative amplification to take over for the cocky attitude that he has in knowing, well, my friends can get me out of this. I don't have to give a shit right now, especially we're in an emergency. Which that's a situ- whole situation that I have a fucking issue with. Like yeah, people that can wiggle it. out of consequences simply because they have connections. 
especially when they're the consequence the the consequences for their shitty it's the consequences for their shitty actions like i have huge issues with that my dad was like that well something i like to point out though is this book is pretty much all about who you know and your connections like That's daniel true. who knows wesley because he is clara's now fiance is mm -hmm. able to go to him and apparently he's high enough up that oh yeah so my dad might be friends with a general but i'm friends with prince and the king my father will hope and then goes up to wesley wesley's like my father will hear about this <laughs> yeah i was thinking that too uh, oh speaking oh good i was gonna say at says i honestly don't know why i did but the, uh, he's what came to mind and mine also it happens yeah. um and apparently her dad was like that as well i was like yep Shitty fathers. Uh, Speaking of a not shitty father, oh sorry, go ahead. no, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say that even though we haven't met him yet, that Wesley's dad seems okay. Yeah, he seems alright for now. So we know there's very heavy inspiration with. Well, I mean, let's face it. Some of the main characters are King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, right? Mm-hmm. So very heavily inspired by and playing with that lore. Growing up, I have to go back and and read some of these, but growing up, King Arthur, from what I remember, King Arthur was always about the just and doing what's right and, you know, morals and ethics and kind of playing with those or doing what's right for the, for the good of the kingdom, that sort of thing. But having not read it, recently i don't know how to judge that because there might be things that i missed reading king arthur as a kid because i used to love king arthur um mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to go back and read some of those and the whole reason i'm bringing this up is i want to know what the themes are for king arthur versus what the themes are for this book mm -hmm. I, I kind of a comparative analysis almost if that makes sense yeah that does i think it depends on who wrote it because with king arthur there are so many mm. retellings of the story you know what fair oh, yeah fair bird is calling i'll be right back yeah no worries no that that is totally fair one of the other things uh that i kind of tossed around a little bit during this chapter was i need to learn how to do a scottish accent I'd it's also, all about rolling the r's i'd like to also learn how to do a transatlantic accent I've, I don't know what it is, but I've, I have this thing. It's a sensory thing for the transatlantic accent and the way that it sounds like, you know, the 1930s, 1940s movie stars, right? When, when you mean silent... the accent that was created for movies and stuff? Yes. The transatlantic what... accent. Like, um, it's a creation of... I, I want to say and, not Audrey And Hepburn. what can you do, my fine effeminate fellow? Yeah, something like that, like the transatlantic accent. I know it was a creation specifically for film, but for me, it's a, the way it sounds, it's a sensory thing, and I want to learn it so bad. Kind of like how uh, people will have a sensory reaction when listening to ASMR. Yes, and, which is funny because I can't stand ASMR. I don't like it. It There's just something about it that drives me nuts. In me, it just depends on the kind. I'm going to hold back from doing ASMR type shit. Probably a good idea. Yeah. So, sorry, my uh, my unmedicated ass is like, 
you should do ASMR shit like right do now. Do, do the it. thing. It's do like it. no, bad. And I just hold on, hold on. It hits the wrong. It hits the wrong parts. Do it. I know. Do it. God damn it. Hi, Nugget. What else have we got? Fortunately, I'm not wrinkly enough to pull that truly off. Um, Do it. Well, I like how she just accepts. So the, the mom, I think the mom's going through a lot right now, but it is slightly concerning that she just accepts the fact that there's this new exchange student mm -hmm. who comes in right after all of these disasters mm -hmm. probably because she's still in shock i mean fair and i guess since no one's questioning it that's why they get away with it no but i mean questions. you don't want to know yeah exactly i know we touched on the whole mary sue topic before and uh ap i'm sorry if you feel like we're tearing your book apart um, but this is kind of the part of lit. Th this is kind of how it works with literary discussion, and I don't like censoring stuff like that. I'd prefer to be more up and honest about things. That way, you have kind of an idea of how people might react to things. Not to say that your writing isn't good or the idea isn't good. It's just kind of these are things that we find, right? Mm -hmm. How do we feel about the whole Mary Sue complex that we thought we saw earlier? You mean with the blushing between the two that and uh clara kind of portraying the whole mary sue persona i think there's no kind of about it there sorry um lady punnett i think it's still kind of there from what we've seen like with the whole everyone's still having a thing for her and pay attention to me i can help like it, it can still be a characteristic of someone who genuinely wants to help mm -hmm. but I think with what we've seen in previous chapters mm -hmm. and all of the backstory we stuff I have on her it's it's like how you can't supposedly you can't write a good character that has a happy background mm -hmm. is kind of the implication I'm getting from this fair mm. Critter. And the fact that we haven't seen any perceived flaws in Clara either. Critter. Yeah, no, there's definitely an air of Mary Sueism in a lot of characters. Um, mm. But it's part of it, you can be like, well, you know, they're teenagers. Teenagers are kind of one-dimensional to begin with. But I, I just... I feel definitely like there are some missed opportunities and I do feel like the over I am not a fan of the overly whomped characters mm -hmm. like I get mm -hmm. enough of that shit in my own life I read to get away from that shit yep and so when it's like just like boom 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 it's like no I can't like give them a break please yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I I am I am hopeful that that changes and that grows. It looks like there's hints of that happening. Mm -hmm. um, and like AP says, uh, she's not a big, the first one is her least favorite. And yeah, that happens with writing, right? Like the more you write, the, it changes. And you, and you look at other stuff before that and you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Yep. It, it, it happens. 
Thank they were trying. Yeah, exactly. I so. do. You feel the cringe. I do have a question for AP, actually, since we have AP here with us. Um, have the other two books been released yet? I think so. This one was released in 2021. And typically books are released about a year after each other. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll figure that out in a, in a kind of a, in a second. Um, yes, they have. Okay. Um, let me make note of that. Give me one second. There's three books in this series altogether, yeah? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Okay. Is there anything else we want to talk about for this chapter? For chapter seven? Um... Sorry, my mind's kind of bouncing between three things right now. You're good. Um, AP is working on the fourth book. Yep. Bye. The I'm fact that Lilith has such an affinity with Amethyst <laughs> makes me jealous. Yeah. Sorry. That is unbelievably cute, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want an Amethyst plushie now. <laughs> Note to author, market amethyst plushies. Yes, please. Like, because I shared in the uh, general chat for uh, this uh, uh, Discord server, mm -hmm. um, I posted a picture for Lady Punnett to take into consideration the dragon backpack. <laughs> There's actually quite a few different styles. It's pretty cute. I've seen those. There's actually a plush version for it that you can sew. I, I need I need this pattern. Yeah. Uh, Let's see if I can find it. So it seems to me like we are scraping the bottom of the barrel here for things to talk about. Ace Lilith off my niece, and yes, I'm wanting someone to make him. Hmm, interesting. So it seems to me like we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here for things to talk about. Uh, mm. Which seems to tell me that this might be a good place to cut this episode off. I think we've had some in-depth discussion. We've brought up some ideas, some likes, some dislikes for this chapter. Um, any last-minute thoughts that you guys want to share? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Although, for... Ugh, I had a, a second cup of tea, and now my brain is like, Hey, you just had some tea... Even though it's like supposed to help keep you awake and whatnot, it's time for the slips. Yep. It's like I don't want to use the slips. No slip. With that being said, guys, that's that pretty much brings us to the end of chapter seven and our discussion. We'll be getting into chapter eight starting next week. So feel free to come and join us for that. If you'd like to join us on social media, you can do so at lanktr.ee slash idiotbooknook, where you'll be able to find links to all of our individual socials, our YouTube, our Twitch, um, the podcast. And we do go live on Twitch at 9 a.m. Mountain Time on Wednesday mornings. Uh, where you get basically the unfiltered experience. So please feel free to come and join us for that if you so choose. We would love to be able to interact with you in real time. But for the Idiot Book Nook, I'm Blazewing. I am the Reading Dragon. I'm Lady Punnett. 
I'm pretty shy. And we'll see you next week and the next episode as we pick up chapter eight. Bye. 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 Bye.